Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It strikes me that I'm not on the roster along with, like, due to my talent first, right? Due to my skill, knowing what I can still bring to this game, right? You mean to tell me it's 30 teams in the NBA? I can't make a 15-man roster out of 30 teams in the NBA? That's why that's why I start to like think about this a lot more. 30 teams, I can't make a 15-man roster in this NBA. That was Carmelo Anthony on with Stephen A. Smith earlier this week in an exclusive one-on-one with the uh what do you want to call it? The free agent, I guess, right now? The the, the black balls. Yeah, yeah, that's probably that's probably that's probably best. Future Hall of Famer? Yeah, yeah. The black balled. Future Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's probably the best way to describe to describe Carmelo Anthony right now. Welcome to the Causeway Street Podcast. My name is Joel Pavone, and I got Sean Dutra in front of me. Welcome back, by the way. What's up? Yeah, man. It's the two-man crew today. Took a week off. Back. Literally nothing's happened, so we'll scrap together an episode today. Yeah, because, I mean, it was supposed to be... Our first ever mailbag episode. I was excited. Oh, yeah, you got you guys dropped the fucking ball there. You know what I mean? Like all our listeners are forever, you know, sending us questions. Like, why don't you guys talk about this, or why don't you guys talk about other stuff, not just NBA? And I mean, we gave the opportunity, and you guys gave us crickets. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's all good. Next time. Next time, right? We'll we'll, we'll we'll save that for uh, probably this month because it's it's yeah. August. Yeah. The most quiet month in, in the NBA offseason. So so if you did send a question in, we'll answer yeah, it. Yeah, we'll answer it. Yeah. In a couple episodes. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that at some at some point. But, you know, this this episode, uh, we're going to, you know, dive a little bit into what Carmelo Anthony had to say regarding everything that's being said about him. So he's finally speaking his piece. He's been silent pretty much this whole time. Yeah. Obviously, he's had some other shit outside of basketball that he's been going through. La, la. <laughs> I don't know. Yo, I can't take that chick seriously as a power, bro. Yo, she's Tommy's side piece, man. Yeah, that's, no. that's it. Or I think, Tommy no, Boo now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Main piece now. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's his boo thing. That's his boo thing. Can't wait for that shit to come back to. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about the Celtics pretty much still defending Sean Ducha's boy here, Kyrie Irving, uh, this whole week. I begrudgingly. We'll, 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 we'll dive into that. And of course, we'll end this episode the way we end every episode, at least the episodes that I'm on, ah. with, in case you missed it, with some news around the NBA. So, first things first. Okay. Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. All right. Went on first take. 
and it was just exclusive one on one with mm. Stephen A, which I thought was interesting because no it was Max? no no Max, Ooh. and no I keep, her Molly. name her name yeah Molly Jalen 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 Rose's boo. How do you forget, how do you forget her name? <laughs> Because I'm not, I don't pay attention to her name sometimes. I just you pay attention to something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Hey. Shout out to you, Molly. Oh yeah. So I, uh, I don't pay attention to broads' names. <laughs> I, I didn't say it like that. <laughs> you did. I didn't say it like that. You did. I said sometimes. Ah, uh, yeah. I, anyway, I just it escaped me at that okay. moment. All right. Oh. So I appreciate you reminding me of Molly's name. Okay. So interesting points that I want to uh, bring up about. Carmelo and his one on one with Stephen A. When I, and Stephen A. Fucking he nailed this interview, by the way, knocking it out of the park. Twenty minutes, or roughly, and just going straight to the point about, oh, pretty much the last year and a half of Carmelo Anthony's life mm-hmm. in basketball. What went wrong in OKC? What went wrong in Houston? Why right now he doesn't have a job? Yeah, yeah, and some interesting points. Oh, by the way, I didn't know this. He was supposed to be part of the original Big Three in Miami. So instead of Bosch, it was going to be LeBron, Melo, and Wade. So like half of the uh, Banana Boat crew. Yeah. Daryl Morley, the GM of the Rockets, the, the, the so-called one of the best GMs in the league, quote-unquote, pretty much after 10 games went up to Carmelo and was like, yeah, we no longer need your service anymore. It's like when an uh, 18-year-old gets fired from like Wendy's. <laughs> that's the kind of conversation according to Melo, he he kind of had he was like i felt like i got fired yeah. from basketball yeah after 10 games and well, what did he want well i mean he was already coming off the bench yeah playing less minutes getting less touches mm-hmm. i mean the 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 rockets didn't get off to the best of starts but chris paul was injured and he had a conversation with D'Antoni, and he had a conversation with moray about what else he could do to help out the squad. Moray was like, well, you know what? The best thing you can do to help out the squad is not be here anymore. Damn. Cold-blooded. So, basically, Melo is saying that the end of just a few months in, in Houston was deeper than basketball, in his opinion. He believes it has nothing to do with D'Antoni, which I, I, I personally think that that was never a good fit because they already had their, their squabbles in New York. Yeah. And Melo was saying for, like, Three to four years, the the Rockets were were trying to acquire Melo, and after they got they let uh, Ariza walk, Mambute walk. So this I'm talking about last summer. Melo was probably the obvious choice, right? Yeah, yeah. My my thoughts on this whole Melo thing is he getting, you know, picked out, sort of like a little. Uh, I don't know. He he's not getting. He's, he's not good. He's, he's being singled out. Yes. He's it, being singled out. It, he's, he's getting a bad rap and he's finally speaking out because that's on him. his trainer was actually on the breakfast club a few days before this oh, interview. Shit. Did, what, what did he get and him he to was, say? And he, what did he get him to say? And Charlemagne was like, what's good with your boy Melo? He just, and then, and then his trainer said, all Melo wants is a farewell tour, which according to Melo is false. Yeah. So, but, you know, it, so that makes things worse because it's like, oh, Teams that don't that don't want anything to do with Melo are like, what does this guy think he is? Like, bro, he, he he's out of basketball for almost a year or for pretty much the whole year, he and he just he just wants a farewell tour. Days. And he's bro, it doesn't he it, his game can fit today's NBA, but I think the problem where he went wrong is his just reluctance. Well, a year ago we had a, we had a pretty much a, a, an, an episode talking about like where's Melo where where could be his best fit, yeah. and and, it's, and we and we were all in agreement as long as he agrees to. 
come off the bench, he's valuable. Then the problem. He needs to be a good player on a bad team because he needs the ball. Like, he can't accept a number two role. Well, I mean, he's been a number, he had a number three role. He even said, he couldn't accept it. He said he was even number four because he thought Steven Adams got more touches than he did in OKC. Yep. I forgot he even fucking played it. Yeah, you're right. It's just feel like it's been so long that he hasn't played. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it is what it is though. He did it to himself, man. I mean, his attitude, his attitude and his way he looked at the game, his skills for the past two or three years weren't able to match up to that. So it's a bad fit for the thing is. Yeah. The thing is, I feel like ever since he decided to take more money to stay in New York. Yeah. And then instead of going to Chicago, which he, you know, could have had a better shot at competing for a championship that, that label of him being selfish. Just has stuck with him the last like decade, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, even 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 Billups, who used to play with him in Denver and New York, said a few weeks ago, his problem is his ego. He cares too much about scoring thirty points a night. Yeah, that's what he cares about. Like if they if they if he scored thirty points in the loss, he was in the locker room telling everyone like, "Yo, man, heads up." But if if he scored twenty points, I'm paraphrasing what what Billups said, right? Yeah. If he, if he scored like twenty points or less in a loss. I mean, in the win, sorry. And he'd be like down himself. Melo with uh, Stephen A was like, that was like the worst timing for Billups to say something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have your veteran guy not know how to lead a squad, yeah. not care about personal numbers. If he was to go to like Charlotte, why would Charlotte say no? You know what I mean? Like, why would a shitty team say no? Like, if I'm a shitty team, I'm signing Carmelo yeah. to sell tickets yeah. next year. Yeah. Why the fuck not? I don't need to win a championship with the guy. I need him to bring seats in. Yeah. So I don't get why the the Charlottes of the world, the um, I was gonna say the Kings, but they, no, the they, Kings, yeah, yeah. no, the, the Kings, Kings are, the Kings are up and coming. They're up and coming. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Mavericks the last couple of years. Yeah, the Mavericks could have used could have nah, used some. Doncic, nah, man, yeah, Doncic yeah, Porzingis, right, yeah. you know, put that. I'm saying yeah. there's no. Not- I'm saying like like the last the, the for the last couple of years that he's been like. Black ball, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, there, there's there's teams at the beginning of their rebuild that will that will suck next year. I mean, I, New, the New York Knicks probably make a little bit of sense right now. <laughs> Shit, hey, the way the way uh, all these players are dropping out of Team USA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he tried out, didn't he? Or didn't he, did he ask for a tryout? No, I don't or? think I don't think he asked. I did, I just think they that like the, like the the rumors were out there that they should, and Team USA was like, no, He's we're not best. going that route. He's yeah. the best uh, Team USA basketball player yeah, in the past, yeah. like, yeah. 15 years. Yeah, he even brought that up on on with with Stephen he A saying that the only time the only time in his career, scored. yeah, the only time in his career before he went to Houston that he came off the bench was Team USA, but he was like that's different. You're playing with like but he still 11 other let let, yeah. let him yeah. in score. Exactly. So yeah. if he like if he played with that mentality on any other squad, yeah. He still be in the NBA, I think. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I do I feel bad for Carmelo a little bit. Do I really fucking care though? No, I know, I, I know, mean, I know. Just saying. I mean, I hey, mean hey, it's day. a slow, it's a slow news week, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I, at least he's handling a little bit better than Jeremy Lin handled it. Saying this oh, motherfucker wow. hit rock bottom. He's like crying, uh, you know, on uh, rock yeah. bottom. I feel bro. bad. I'm like, bro, you just won a championship. Yeah. Number one. That's your rock bottom. <laughs> That's your, you didn't, you got, that's your rock bottom. Like what? Okay. Yeah. If you find yourself eating out of a trash can <laughs> and you have to sell your championship ring. Yeah. That's rock bottom. Yeah. That's rock bottom. You're right. 
Yeah. What well, actually, fuck? no, he hasn't what? received his ring yet. My bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Technically. Yeah, he's, already, he's already got it sold. He's already, he's got, already yeah, got it yeah, pawned yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> like, when, you, when you're when you an NBA player, maybe if you're, like, stealing $20 bills out your mom's purse. Yeah. When you're selling things for drugs, that's rock yeah. bottom. Yeah, basically, you don't get rock when bottom when unless you're, you're addicted to substances. Or, or, or if you're homeless. Yeah. Oh, but you know what, this motherfucker? This motherfucker went to Harvard. Yeah. He could get any fucking job yeah. he wants. Yeah, figure it out, bro. Yo, yo, you have figure it out. The, the college degree. So I, I would have never thought. Like he's not, he's not, he's not anywhere near quote unquote being uh, blackballed like someone like Mello, for instance. Yeah. There's, there's no one out there saying, oh man, Jeremy Lin is, is no a selfish we can motherfucker. Have Jeremy like he, Lin on this team. Yeah, there's no, there's, he has no role on this team whatsoever. He will accept any role you ask of him. Yeah. The two, I just think it's funny how they're both, they're both handling it. They both just can't be like, all right, I'm, you know what's funny that's though? That's what it is. Yeah. They're, they're both former Knicks. Yeah. They you know, both. you know who else are former Knicks that are just sitting out there? No one knows what's going to happen to them. And if, you know, if they're going to get picked up by a squad or not, J.R. Smith right now. Uh, Joachim Noah is still flowing around there. That whole team. I- Iman Shumpert is a wow. free agent. The curse of the Knicks. The curse of the Knicks. Marcus Morris fucked up. <laughs> that dude yeah, fucked big up. Big time. No, uh, maybe he'll realize man, at some point. I think we just got on to a, a future ESPN 30 for 30. Yeah. What if I told you? What if I told you if I had not chosen the Knicks <laughs> and gone to Chicago instead to play with Derrick Rose, Carlos Boozer? Nah, I'd be fucked. You know? Hey. The Mellow was going to go to Chicago. Yeah. That was all but done until New York gave him or offered him an, extra just year, an right? arrage- yeah. outrageous fucking number. Yep. And promised him, according to him, a better team that they're going to build around him. Right. And and according to Stephen A., who's he's been saying this for years, Melo was supposed to be the third guy in Miami with with Dwayne Wade and LeBron. So you know if if that if that was if this is true, if you had an opportunity to go to either one of those squads, and he took the money to go to New York, and New York, we all know how great New York's been the last twenty twenty five years, right? And building teams, yeah. Never went. He's never gone anywhere but the second round in New York. And then the only time he went to the conference finals, he was in Denver. Technically, I, I feel like he should have never even asked his way out of Denver. Yeah, probably. I mean, he probably thinks the same thing. I mean, it is when he well, he wanted out of Denver though. He, he was not a Denver guy, and Denver was a lot different back then. Like, yeah, but I don't know. I just, I just think that uh, you force your you force your way to the Knicks as if you were like that missing piece for the Knicks. And they just he wanted his own squad, man. Yeah. That was it. He wanted his own squad. But he had his own squad city. in Denver, though. But in a big city. So it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it would have been interesting to see if they – is that Heat team better or worse with Carmelo? I think they're they're worse with Carmelo. If you had Wade, LeBron, that's, that's and pr- Melo. That's prime Melo, though. Bro. That's prime Melo. How are you – How that, like people get worried about sharing the ball. Yeah. How the hell? Well, you you're right, you're right, but I think that that would have worked because I think LeBron and Dwayne Wade would have taken a step back. No, they wouldn't have. I feel like they. Would've. I don't think so. I mean, Dwayne did. I think Bosch, Bosch, Bosch had to take the biggest step back. That guy, the guy yeah, went from averaging right. like twenty five, twenty seven. But after, game. but after the Mavericks lost, Dwayne Wade had to tell LeBron, bro, you need to lead us. Right, but at, but at the same time, like you want LeBron leading you. Mello would have never given yeah, but that. What, 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 what I mean, said. what I mean, what I mean with with uh, 
that those two would have taken a step back. I, I'm talking about like they would have had Melo still be like the leading scorer, but it's still LeBron leading. You know what nah, I'm saying? It would have been awesome, but it would have been a disaster. I think that would have been a disaster because you would have had to trade one of those guys after. Something, something, something's winning 2012. I know yeah, that much. Yeah, they would have won that series, man. <laughs> they would have won that series. Because Brosh was the one that killed you in that game seven. He yep. was, is, was that six three pointers? That's still, all he scored in that game. Can't in game we seven. Made it to game seven that, that, that year. They were supposed to. They were supposed to wrap it up in six, actually, because they were. They up were the two. ones that it up. That's when LeBron went LeBron's off for forty five. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Son of a bitch. Yeah. So. <laughs> we digress. I'm sorry. Yeah, it went there. Sorry. Right. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I would have. I, I. I think as obviously wouldn't take Bosch over Miller when they're primes. Yeah. But but Bosch fit that team better. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to say that now, but I mean, I don't know. Now that team would have been a cluster. But right, but as a, okay, so fast forward now to 2019. You don't think any, any squad right now, he, you, you don't think he's good enough to make any 15 man roster? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of quoting what he's saying, but he, right now, 30 teams, he can't crack a 15 man roster right now? Bro. Like Taco, Taco Fall has an opportunity. Yeah, but that's because. To make the Celtics. That, but I'm just saying, like, just, uh, just kind of like, you really so it's like, think, like how far how far like he's fallen because of like here, the narrative on him though. It's bullshit though. This yeah. quote is bullshit because he's not gonna be the fifteenth person on a team. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So realistically That's what I'm saying. Realistically, he I cuts think, his I think spots he in half. Yeah, I think he's he trying had to do this math and saying, like, oh, there's all these jobs up there. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't get a job on a team. Yeah. No, you're not gonna be the fifteenth guy. Like people will probably sign you for as a fifteenth guy, but you're not gonna take seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like you don't you don't think if the Celtics weren't stacked at the wing position, like they, they wouldn't like Consider. I'm not saying no. they would do it, but like consider bringing him in just just for training camp. No, I like I said, if you're if you're a competitor uh, and you're you're trying to be a competitive team, then you steer clear of Carmelo. Like I think a lot of teams are doing. If you're really? a shitty team, you don't think like the Sixers could use him right now. If you're a shitty team, the Spurs who they they lost out on on Morris and they, I think Melo would would I think Melo would fit on the Spurs. If you're a shitty team, what cracks me up though looking is looking to sell seats, then you sign Carmelo. That's the only reason. Well, what cracks me up is I I I. Were shocked that the Lakers never picked him up last year because yeah, of LeBron. I think they, I saw something that they thought about it this year too, but. I mean, after this, after this interview though, you, you, you don't think, you don't think he gets a job? Nah. You think he, you think he doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't play basketball this year? Nope. Wow. I'm retire. Wow. That's, hey, that's a tough pill to swallow, man. I think this is worse than when, when, than when, uh, AI, the way AI went out. Iverson? The way he went out in, 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 in Memphis and then later on in, uh, in Detroit just kind of faded to black. I think this is, I think this is worse. I mean, Iverson clearly lost a step though. Yeah, but Iverson asked to be released. Yeah. Melo didn't. Yeah. Melo, it was like, I just think the decision for but, Houston to bring him in has messed him up completely. But that, like Melo wise, that Detroit Iverson deal, right? Yeah, but he asked to be released from Memphis, though. Right. He, they, Memphis wanted him. They wanted him to come off the bench. But Memphis was that were they a good team at the time? They were up and coming. So that's where you find <laughs> yourself, right? Up and coming. So, so if you have, like we're talking about like early Conley. Yes. So you have to be a shitty team. The only way this makes sense, if you even if you think about Iverson, yeah. went to Detroit. What was Detroit? Garbage, right? Well, they were like, yeah, on the on the well, well, well on the decline, on yeah. the decline, right? Yeah. And they were like, we can tank. Oh, Iverson, sell some tickets. It's the only way it makes sense. Yeah. Is if you're Charlotte right now, you're like, we just sent Terry Rozier. Fuck. <laughs> That's our guy. He's not going to put tickets in the seats. We're going to suck. We know we're going to suck. Bring in Melo. You don't bring him if you have an up-and-coming team. 
You know what I mean? You have I to think, be I on think, the I think, I think it's in reverse. I think he would he would help. No, it's been proven he can. He he would help. I mean, I, I just think the Houston thing was never a good fit, though. Like if he had gone to nope. if he had gone to the Lakers, oh, I, I think, think I think the Lakers were would would have been more competitive last season than him going to the Houston, but because he was so hell belt on going to Houston, and because Houston pretty much has been in his ear for the last few years, even before he went to OKC. So I don't know. I just feel like. I'm out. I'm out on Melo, and I think there's one or two spots. Shitty teams. That's it. What about the Suns? No, they got an up and coming team, bro. <laughs> you think they're gonna be an up and coming team? I mean, they're they're another year of Booker. You have another year of Aiden. Yeah, the the Pelicans are more of an up and coming team than the Suns. The Pelicans mm. gonna battle for a playoff spot. Oh yeah, yeah. No, with the roster they have. Well, they could. They could. Well, it depends on Zion. I think I think Melo would be good in, in New Orleans. No way. You do not introduce that dude to that locker room. Oh wow, no dude! So I, so I think you, I think you, you agree with the narrative on Melo that he's yeah. that he's uh, that I he's have, yeah that I, he's selfish yes. and wow. Yes, I agree with that. Oh man, yeah, I agree with that. I, I might I might have agreed to it to a certain extent, but him talking about it for the first time, I'm like, all right. So then I feel like he still should get a shot somewhere. Nah, nah, man. Like like I said, you got so not even bad, in Europe, bro. A bad team to sell tickets. No, man. not even the Chinese league, bro. I mean, Lance Stevenson just got a job in the Chinese league. Go to China. He's not going to China. Wow. That's, that's crazy. He could be the next Stefan Marbury over there. Yeah, he could actually, if he wanted to. Get a statue. He could. You're right. You're right. All right. Let's switch gears a little bit here. Uh, that was a lot of Carmelo. Let's talk, let's, let's talk about, uh, he's not even in New York. I was about to say like, oh, let's talk about another New Yorker, but no, he's from fucking, he's from Jersey. Kyrie Irving. Ah, Sean Ducha's favorite subject. Kyrie Irving. Let's make this quick. Kyrie Irving sucks. All right, next topic. So this past week, the Celtics, well, all members of the Celtics have been coming to the defense of Kyrie Irving. This coming on the heels of Jack McMullen's comments on the Michael Holly podcast talking about how Kyrie Irving soured on Danny Ainge. He lost faith in Brad Stevens and just didn't like Boston overall. And it was unhappy at some point during the season, it's looking like December now when you see all these reports, everything, every kind of, kind of points to December. So like, not even two months into the season, he's unhappy. Celtics obviously had a disappointing regular season and obviously a disappointing end to their playoff run or somewhat of a playoff run against Milwaukee. And you got guys like Marcus Smart going on ESPN's The Jump talking about Okario was a great teammate despite the Celtics overall, the roster being dysfunctional, quote unquote. And you can't just put the blame on Kyrie. It was everyone. Did he said that Kyrie played to Kyrie standards? No, but there was other guys that could have done something as well. It's, it's like it, he, he shared the blame pie. Uh, you had Celtics co-owner with Grosbeck on uh, EI here in Boston talking about how him and Kyrie still have a good relationship. Uh, he called him a good guy and that he tried hard despite the, um, there not being a quote era of happiness around the team at the end. Jason Tatum during his uh, Amber Crombie and Fitch event this week in Boston. <laughs> the unveiling of his signature cologne, Fierce. Bro. Fierce. Between the Abercrombie and Fitch cologne and those Seagram's fucking mind coolers, man. Starting to worry a little bit. He called Irving family, and him leaving doesn't change the dynamic of their friendship. But when asked about what the hell happened last season, didn't have much to say, and there was no specific answer. About last season's disappointing finish. So listen. Overall, hold on, real quick before before I know I know what I know what you're gonna say, but bef- before you do, <laughs> all of these I guess individual interviews on the heels of 
Kyrie Irving supposedly feeling a certain way about Danny Ainge and about uh, the city of Boston and, and Brad Stevens and, and him pretty much being unhappy kind of already confirms that despite all of that, I still think if it had worked, he still would have left. Like he, he made his decision way before anybody realized that he was leaving. What do you say about that? I don't, I mean, yeah, I think there's, so I don't care what everyone says at this point. There's really no reason to bash the guy right now if you're a Celtic because. Well, you don't have to necessarily bash him, but you could, you could just say, like, I don't want to talk about that. Or I want to talk about something else. Yeah, or, but everyone fucking knows. And the NBA, and the NBA is weird now. Like people, you know, they, they're more worried about friendships than teammates. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? Maybe Tatum's trying to get a role in Uncle Drew too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There's a lot of things that are going on in Kyrie. I just felt like, you know, there was, if there was at some point that things were to turn around for this squad, I still think he just, he still would have bounced. I don't think like, like the outcome of the season or how things played out at certain points of the season, he would have changed his mind. Even though Danny, because he, he said a few weeks ago and he felt like in March or April, he knew he was out. Even at that, even, even after that, I still, I still think Danny was like, well, maybe he's going to change his mind. Maybe he can still change his yeah, mind. But that yeah. Kyrie was gone. Kyrie was gone. And right now it doesn't make a single grain of sense for anyone to just call him out because yeah. then that's going to put a lot more pressure on your team this year. Yeah. Now that if you go out and say, yeah, Kyrie was the problem. Kyrie was the problem. Now everyone says, okay, the problem is gone. You said it yourself. So now there's more pressure on you to perform. That's why Wick, Danny, Brad, Kyrie, I mean, uh, fuck it. Fuck Kyrie. <laughs> Wick, Danny, Jason, Brad, Tatum, Smart. All of them say, yeah, man, he's my bro. Yeah, we're good. It's just a bad, you know, whatever. We still keep in touch. You know? yeah, it's like, okay, we all hate him enough. We all hate Kyrie <laughs> enough. We don't need anybody to say, yeah, he was a problem. We all fucking know it. Somebody's talking behind closed doors. Who's we? He's talking about Celtics fans? He's talking about Boston. Oh, okay. Yes. All right, so yeah, that's Celtics fans. Celtics fans. <laughs> all right, all right, that's a... I just want to clarify who the we is. Everybody All right. that has a brain okay. looks at this guy and calls him a joke. All right. Okay. So I mean I mean you you did you, I, did you did say I, that, you know, maybe Brad doesn't need to coach a superstar. So I mean you you're kind of replacing one superstar with another. Not as not as a wait, big wait, not wait, as wait. a bigger superstar as as Kyrie, but I mean, if this doesn't work with Kemba, can you can you go back and say and look at it and go, man, maybe Kyrie wasn't the so, problem. Kyrie was the problem, and I am a thousand percent sure Kyrie was the problem. All right. You're going to see a team this year that comes out Kyrie-less and just with a different type of energy. I, I am so, so I, positive I'm that telling he you, there's was no the problem. More, there's no more excuses for, for the young, for the young bucks here. Yeah. Because right. well, last year you were right. locked into Kyrie, right? There was literally, there, there was, you had to, you, and, and, and Gordon, you had to make, well, last year. You had to make a decision on Kyrie by February to trade him or not, right? Yeah. Things weren't going that great at that point, but you couldn't. Like, you'd have to make a pretty ballsy move to just trade Kyrie. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, I feel like Danny was still was like, no, I, I still think we yeah. can, he's going to change his mind. That's that's the feeling I get at least. Looking back on it now, looking back on it now, obviously they should have. I think addition by subtraction. I was last year. I was harping on Jalen Brown. Because maybe basically, it was Kyrie, though. Maybe, maybe, you know what I mean? Basically, Charlotte lowballed Kemba Walker. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Okay? Forget the Supermax. Yeah. He was looking to split hairs. Yep. You don't want to offer me the 194? I'll take one, I'll take 170. Yep. And they're like, no, we're not, no. 
We're giving you even less than that. So he's like, so technically I would take what? 15 to 20 less to go to a, a winning team. Yeah. So of course, uh, you know, Ainge jumped on that. Yeah. And took advantage of that. But if that, if that doesn't happen though, like how is this team realistically looking? They'll be, they'll be fine. I like, I, I wasn't worried about them before Kemba or after Kemba. I knew. People can say all they want about Kyrie Irving and and how it wasn't his fault completely because I'm not going to lie. Jackie McMullen put that article out, and it still made Kyrie look like a douchebag. It Which still one? seemed like, but I don't know, all of her articles. Every article she's written is like, don't blame Kyrie, but here's details, and it's all fucking Kyrie. Yeah, it's fine. crazy. Like, I just, I just, no one's going to oh, say Oh, you're talking about the article where there were all the, all the players are out late in yeah. Miami, that yeah. article? Yeah. And he wasn't? Yeah. Exactly. We had a whole episode on that article. Mm, I wasn't here, but nah, yeah. man. I mean, I'm just, I'm, uh, at this point, I don't want to talk about Kyrie no more, man. I don't want to talk about him. I think that he's going to, um, be exposed in Brooklyn. I do. I think things are going to be, uh, pretty tough for the guy just because he's going. So, and here, here's another thing too. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out and talks shit about Boston at some point. You think so? Because this this is summertime, Kyrie. No, this right now it's summertime, Kyrie. Summertime, Kyrie. Last year was all roses and everything was good and that was all good. Just wait, just wait. He became Little Mountain last summer. Yeah, right. (laughs) Just wait for the season to start gearing up. You're gonna hear a couple quotes from Kyrie shitting on shitting on what what happened here. You're gonna hear his side of the story. You think so? And 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 I will tell you this. I think he's not gonna talk about it at all. When that side of the story comes out. He's going to take zero accountability, zero accountability, because that's just the kind of dude, type of dude this dude is, man. Mm. And good riddance, bro. Good riddance. <laughs> well, on that note. Yeah, I didn't want to fucking talk about it, man. He's brought the fucking energy down to the room. I told you. Fucking Kyrie, bro. Looking at this fucking Uncle Drew Wheaties box I got to throw in the fire. What are you going to do? You going to eat the cereal? Nah, man. I'm just no? going to fucking throw it out. So officially, no? Nah, it's gone? It's done? Yeah. Well, he's covering Reggie Lewis. So I got, I got my, I've got my things over here. Wheaties box took a little, and there's, you know, there's plenty of space, but I got bad shit. Sort of covering Reggie Lewis there. You know what I mean? We'll, I, we'll, we'll fix that somehow. We'll fix it. We'll, fix we'll, it. We'll, we'll just throw that fucking Wheaties box in the trash, bro. Fix it, man. It's probably expired anyways, huh? I will. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. This episode of the Causeway Street Podcast is powered by BetOnline.ag, your go-to for online betting. Baseball season is still in full swing, and placing a wager on Major League Baseball has never been more exciting than with BetOnline.ag. This week, I'll be watching the Red Sox taking on the Angels of Anaheim. Who do you got, Dutra? Not the Red Sox. No? No. Yeah, easy money right now. Bet against the Sox. Well, you can bet on the Sox or against the Sox or any other team you root for. And guess what? For being a loyal Causeway Street Podcast listener... We're giving an extra 50% added on to your sports betting bankroll. When you go to clnsmedia.com slash causeway and use the code CLNS50, best part is the bonus will be added on to your balance within seconds. Again, support our podcast and go to clnsmedia.com slash causeway. Use the code CLNS50. A minimum deposit of $25 is required to qualify for the bonus. Please see bet online general rules for additional terms and conditions regarding bonuses. Let's get back to this podcast real quick. All right. Time to wrap up this episode. Put a bow on it with In Case You Missed It. 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 Christmas Day games have been announced. Woohoo! Don't get, don't get too excited. Why? Because the Celtics are heading up to the north. 
Yeah, they're going to play the fucking NBA champion? Yeah, that's Yeah, the cool. NBA champions without fucking Kawhi Leonard, dude. And we're going to stomp them on Christmas, Yo, man. Toronto has never had a Christmas Day game. And you're going to decide to put it this year? Like, they should have played last year because they had a better squad last year. But the year. NBA champion always plays on Christmas. Is this true? Always. I just thought it was just particular players that they needed. It's always the NBA champion. Yeah, but what do... <sighs> but it's always the best players on the team. Then, so. All right, okay, fine. Toronto have to they have to play on Christmas Day. Fine, whatever. But why didn't the Celtics get a better opponent? The Nets would have been a better fucking game. Uh, the Sixers would have been a better game. Well, they did Sixers last year. Still, how many how many years when when would have been nice? Would have been nice when Paul Pierce was still here. Kevin Garnett. It was Celtics Lakers. They were always no. It was either Celtics Lakers or Celtics Orlando. Every fucking year. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like, just yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. one of those two squads that they played. Yeah, yeah. You're right. And then when the Nets their first season in Brooklyn, the Celtics played them, and that was so random, but. On Christmas Day. That was, uh, I think, Pierce's last year here. Well, anyways, and so far, there's no, like, times for these games. So, other than the uh, Celtics and Raptors, also scheduled Lakers Clippers, the Pelicans and Nuggets. I don't know why, but. Zion. Might as well throw the Knicks in there. The Knicks, that's another team that's always playing on Christmas, and they fucking suck. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. They no, they're not. Bucks and 76ers, and then Rockets Warriors. Okay. All good games. I think that, uh. Except for the Pelicans and Nuggets, I that's think. That's gonna be a sneaky good game, man. The, uh, yo, think about it, Jokic. Alright, so which game are you looking forward to then? Other than Celtics and Raptors, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I just love, I, fucking Celtics on Christmas, man. I just love when they make no, it. I love, I love it. I love it too, but I'm disappointed and this plus, year. And plus, I'm happy. I'm okay. That Buck 76ers game is gonna be dope. I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most. I have to agree. Even though Lakers Clippers is, is gonna take the, uh, like the spotlight that's, for that day. That's, that's, yeah. Fucking, that's a given. Say yeah, 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 that's a given, but I think the best game that day is gonna be Bucks and 76ers. Yeah. I, I have a feeling though, the way it's gonna shake out, which is a good thing, cause I love that noon game. They're gonna be that noon, Celtics gonna be that noon, noon, uh, noon game. No, I feel like they're gonna be later, dude. I don't think so. Cause cause that's usually the first game of the day. The first game of the day is usually normally the, like a tune up. Yeah, and, yeah, it's a new one. So then I don't know. I don't think it should. I, Bucks 76ers will be. So I think, I think it'll go. I think it'll go. It should fucking be the Pelicans in Denver. No, that's a late night game because you got the West Coast. Yeah, but no, I think the Rockets and Warriors will be the late night game. Oh, Rockets and Warriors? Yeah. In San Francisco. New Arena? Yeah. Mm, that's a pretty good game too. That's going to be a good game. Yeah. <sighs> Can't wait for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. But did they announce the rest of the schedule? Those are the five games, but they haven't announced like the times. I mean, the NBA hasn't announced. This is reportedly Woj dropped this. Ah, yeah. Okay. So, for those of you asking, so then when is, uh, when is Kyrie making his return to Boston? Actually, a month earlier, the eve of Kyrie Irving's favorite holiday. I'm going to get so wasted. November 27th, mark it down, Thanksgiving Eve. That's when we got to put our, sell our fuck Kyrie shirts. Is he going to play though? Don't matter. <laughs> he'll be in the building. You think he'll be in the building? If he doesn't play, he's not going to be in the building. How many times did he, go, he went back to Cleveland? The only time he went back to Cleveland was that first game where he fucking threw a shitty pass to Gordon Hayward and, he, and fucked up Gordon Hayward's life. Another reason to hate the guy. Uh, no one talks about that. Yeah, no. no one talks about that. That yeah. was a shitty pass. I don't care. I don't care what any, what, what, you know, if they, if they ran that play all the time or they practiced it in preseason. No. That was a shitty pass. People try to blame, blame it on Crowder and it was really Kyrie. Yeah. Crowder and, and LeBron, cause they yeah. got, he got squished in between both of them. Alright, either way. Uh, so that, that yeah, so that was, only, awesome. so that was the only time during this, during his time here in Boston that Kyrie went back to Cleveland. All the other times he was injured. Will he come back? Probably not. He's a pussy, but, uh, I hope so because 
That's the drunkest night of the year. That night, also, the next game I'm about to announce on that same night is probably going to be nicely televised. Pelicans against the Lakers. So that's the first time that Anthony Davis is going back to New Orleans. That night? That night. Oh, wow. November 27th. Thanksgiving Eve. Who gets booed louder? Oh, Kyrie. Yeah, no. <laughs> Kyrie, that's a stupid bro. question. Kyrie. If he Kyrie shows up, gets I don't know if he's going to I don't think he's going to show up because I don't, I don't think he would take it. He by, could take it. And by that'll be around the time when they say, hey, so what went wrong in Boston last year? And he's going to blame everybody else but himself. Nah, he's going to. He'll he say up, something. If he shows up. I think that's why, I think that's, a, that's another reason why I don't think he will show up. So here's, here's. He will reportedly have a quad injury that night. I want to make a shirt. That has a turkey and a pilgrim hat saying, fuck Kyrie. And a pilgrim, huh? And a pilgrim hat. No, okay. turkey, you know, Thanksgiving turkey with a pilgrim hat on. Just a little bubble that says, fuck Kyrie. Fuck you, Kyrie. And then, and then we'll he'll, sell it. He'll just say, he'll just, he'll just say, fuck Thanksgiving. And you know, when someone brings it up. Yeah. But we get to we get to print those shirts. All right. $20 pre-order your shirt. Your fuck Kyrie shirt. If he shows up, I want somebody to ask him and I, so I won't do it, but he should. <laughs> oh, call him Sway out. He should say, so, uh, how are you going to spend Thanksgiving here in Boston? <laughs> with who? Are you going to like hang out with some of your old teammates? Uh, and maybe, he's, and maybe his response would be, fuck Thanksgiving again. Yo. Uh, should be interesting. There's no way he shows up. <laughs> I don't think he shows up. I don't think he shows up. Because he doesn't want that. He doesn't forget the fans for a second. He doesn't want that heat from the media. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want all those questions being asked mm-hmm. to him. So. This was feel familiar, Kyrie. Did you, did you turn? Towards the home locker room instead of the visitors <laughs> locker room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking layups. Sway comes in. Hey, you still fucking hate Thanksgiving. <laughs> he just uh, walks away. Everyone's yeah. like, Yo, I need a fuck, media, Sway. I need a media pass that night, man. I got to talk to Nick. Nick, hook it up with a media pass that night. I'm getting a bill. I'm getting a locker room. I'm going to ask the hard questions. All right. In case you missed that, Draymond Green will be seeing a lot of green. In his future, huh? see what I did there. Damn, see what I bro. did there. That was you like that. You no, like that. And no, for the next six no years, did. as his new agent Rich Paul has guaranteed Draymond to stay rich. <laughs> I just mean I just can't stop. Yeah, this, this is great. This is great stuff. As the Warriors have agreed to a five-year, hundred eighteen million dollar extension. It was originally one hundred million before, but he got that fifth year. Hey, nice. Yeah. Well, I, I'm gonna say this. That's the type of contract we need. I put it on Twitter the other day. That's the type of contract from you Jalen did. Brown. You did. That's a Jalen Brown contract. You did. And Four you know years, one hundred mil. That's see, what this I want. Is, see, this was my argument last week that the Celtics should push to give him an extension this year because now these guys who are going to be free agents next summer are getting their extensions now. Yeah. But the thing is, is you can look at Draymond and you can say, "Yo, someone's going to overpay for Jalen yeah. next year, and, and the Celtics going to have to match it if but, they want to keep him." But right now is the way to what time to That's do what it. Right now, say, yeah. Look at Draymond. All star, multiple time all star, multiple time champion, taking he like he put that team on his back last year. Too. Take taking a taking a pay cut. We want to do the same thing here. We got to sign Tatum. We got to sign you. Four years, twenty five million. We could do that. No, I mean, we can't do four years, thirty five million. Yeah, yeah. I said he's got to be in the twenties. I think twenty. I mean, I said eighteen to twenty, but you know what? Fuck it. I'll go to twenty five. I'll you, st- I'll, you know, there's no way you're keeping Jalen Brown in front of 25. I, I just, I, I just don't see it. Yeah, just yeah. Because Zach said the same thing. I, th- I feel like it's, yeah, 25 is the number. Yeah, I think it is. I think if you pull that off, and the good thing about that contract, which I think is well worth it, you know how my feel, you know my feelings on Draymond Dray- Green, buddy. I think he deserves, he deserves yeah. what he, what he's getting, what he's getting paid. Definitely, it's a tradable contract. Yeah, if you have to move it, 25 million is a very tradable contract. You know what I'm saying? Like Ben Simmons, 34. Uh, who's the other guy? Untradable. 
Murray, 34, like if those guys don't pan out, you it's going to be hard to move them. You're very hard to move them because then you're going to have to take on a guy that's, yeah. that that makes about 20 mil, two 20 mil guys to get Take advantage, that. Danny, that Jalen doesn't have an agent and yeah. fucking, you know, make them feel good and be like, you know what? You know, Draymond just got 100 mil. I want to you know give what? you 100 mil. I can give you 100 mil too. That's it, man. That's it. So we'll see. We'll see. My guess is Draylon Brown probably wants like, no, man, I want one year. <laughs> one year. One year deal. That's all I want. No, no, but if Ainge, who yeah. probably didn't want to trade Jalen this offseason. You got to keep the core. Or Tatum. Or even Haywood for that matter. Mm. Like, so. You got to keep pony the core. Up, pony up some of that dough. You got to keep the core. 1000%. You got to keep the core. Pony up some at of that this, dough. At this point, if you, if you don't, I think he's proven he believes in Jason and Jalen. Yeah. So you got to sign them both, and before they get to free agency, because now that because unrestricted because free agency, then, then Tatum is also well, he'll be next eligible year? for yeah for an extension next year. But, uh, that's what I mean, like right away. Like if you're able to do these early, and I know Ainge is not is notoriously known for not doing rookie extensions. Yeah. Other than Rondo, who who by the way, Rondo the only All Star that Ainge has drafted. Just throwing that out there, and his tenure here. Just wait. Okay. All right. This is the year. Okay. Hey, and, and it's Cant- will be an all-star. And as Cantor says, both Brown and Tennant will be all-stars this year. Maybe. There you go. Maybe. No Kyrie. Yeah, if you give it, yeah, if you throw him his money now and, and Jalen Brown becomes an all-star, you're good. You're good. If, you're good. You're golden. If, if you, if you're paying 25 mil for an all-star. Or, or even like, I don't know, like. In today's sh- NBA. Finagle it somehow. Something, somehow. something to say, like, okay. First off, everybody on the all-star team is probably saying, I'm now going to get a max contract. And if you can get them, Long term, before they become an all star, before that max contract is really like a, a thing. If Jalen, if you, if you, exactly. if you lock him in now and Jalen becomes an all star or even makes the second all defensive team, fuck it, dude. Well, yeah. And I, I think that you're going to see Tatum make the jump this year, which then you're going to have to save a max contract for, for, for Tatum. It's there, man. It's there for the, it's there, it's there to be offered. Yep. It's, it's got to be offered. It's there to be offered. But I also think that. You, you got, I don't think you can give both max, max spots. No, no, I mean, it wouldn't be a max, though, technically. Be the, yeah, not, yeah, not, not the max. It's the yeah, max yeah, yeah. what they can get right now. The max would be. And goddamn, 35 million, man, that's a fucking max contract. And I think it wouldn't even be that high. I think it would be a little bit lower because of, uh. Tatum's get it all. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about Brown. All right. Yeah, no, with Brown, because of the contract he has signed now, yeah. I think you can only boost him to a certain percentage. Yeah. It's it's like yeah, it, you gotta save. It's money a lot of fine print in you this. Gotta lock him up, but save money because you're gonna. Tatum's getting it all. Yeah. Well, we shall see. In case you missed it, twelve years ago this week, Danny Ainge and the Celtics traded for Kevin Garnett to help bring in Boston's new big three with Paul Pierce and Ray Allen, and the rest, as they say, is history. But speaking of KG, former Celtic, who's in the middle of a divorce right now, damn, with his soon-to-be ex-wife Brandy Garnett, going to air his shit out like this. I'll finish it in a good way, okay? He's been ordered by the courts to pay $100,000 a month, right? What? In child and spousal support, okay? a hundred k a month? Could have been worse. Let me, let me tell you why. Brandy Garnett filed for divorce earlier this year and is seeking physical custody of the two kids, while KG has asked for joint custody, right? And apparently there was also a prenup that the couple signed right before they got married, about a month before they got married. So KG is obviously, he's fighting to terminate any spousal support like he'll pay for his kids that's fine right right, right. but the whole spousal support thing how the hell you sign a prenup and she's taking money from she's you? trying to fight him on him she's trying to fight him on it 
But, How the fuck is, that's but, the point of the prenup. So she's originally was seeking. I'm gonna break this down for you. Brandy was originally seeking forty six thousand dollars in child support, a hundred and forty six thousand dollars in spousal support, and three hundred thousand to cover her legal fees. So the court was like, "No, a hundred k is enough for you." Seems ridiculous. I didn't even know there was a thing called spousal support. It's for her what? to live and for her to take care of her kids. That's what she was seeking originally. How about you get your child support and you get a job? Hmm? I don't think she's ever had a job. Mm. Well, she's married to uh, you know, isn't he? Isn't he still considered the uh, the the only NBA player to earn like the, the the most? Not not counting like endorsements, like just just contracts. During his time, he signed the biggest contract. Yeah, but no, but like yeah, overall, like his his earnings from the NBA, the most. No, I mean, out of anybody, probably not now. But the money they're making today, no way that still stands up. I mean, these play- these players have signed it, but they haven't actually gotten it. Gotten it yet? Yeah, it's all guaranteed, so don't matter. Yeah. Well, it hasn't been all bad for KG though. The future Hall of Famer has acquired Hoop It Up. You remember Hoop It Up, there, Sean? The three-on-three uh, basketball tour tournament that would go around different cities. You remember Hoop It Up? Nope. You don't remember Hoop It Up, bro? It's popular in the nineties. No, it's still been, and it's still going on. No, I have no clue what you're talking about. Wow, you know you don't remember no, Hoop It Up? No, I, I don't even fucking no, I have no fucking clue. Oh shit! I just killed. So it. I don't remember fucking Hoop It Up. All right. Well, anyways, it's an all it's an all ages like like tournament tour that goes around. Like I remember Hot Shots? No, no, Hoop It Up. Hoop It Up was like they go to different cities and they'd be in like like the parking lots of like malls playing these these like tournament games for the all the, for all fuck? age groups. The NBA was like involved with this for like many all right. years. All right. So well, anyway, so he, he all right, so he acquired he acquired the the Hoop It Up tour, and he says he's looking to carry into the uh, the next generation. And Hoop It Up will collab with FIBA on qualifying tournaments, which will help determine the teams to earn a spot at the Olympics. If you didn't know, three on three basketball will officially be an Olympic medal sport in 2020. What the fuck? Three on three basketball? It's the official Olympic sport now. Well, well, then I would just put like the three best players. So you can sign. You can sign up, bro. When Hoop It Up comes to Boston, and you can, you know, can see, qualify. You can see if you can qualify to go to the Olympics in 2020, bro. Why wouldn't the United States just put like I don't know, LeBron, Steph? I don't know if they're allowed. But then what? Uh, okay, whatever. I don't know the the. So the, it's just amateurs. I think it's amateurs. Cause you know how like it Seems used to be like just a... it used to be just amateurs even you know they were even though they were college kids I don't before. Know what up is, no, 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 not for hoop it up. I'm just saying for the Olympics in general. Yeah, like yeah. before the dream team, it was just college. The rest of the world could bring like their best players and their leagues, but the uh, U.S. had to just put out college kids, and yeah. then yep. you know the NBA fought FIBA on it, and they were like, oh, okay, you can whoever you want, and they're just like, well, all right, the U.S. is never going to lose again. Separate, separate 2004. 2004, baby. <laughs> Bronze. Uh, that was awesome. AI. That LeBron. Was... That team should have been so much better. Ridiculous. Who else was on that squad? I think, uh, uh, I mean, I think it was like Dwayne Wade. Yeah. All these, all, all, all the younger guys at yeah, that point. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, three on three is not a, not the fucking, what the fuck? Why not just do one on one or dunk contest? You know what I mean? What the fuck? So I mean, I mean now, now the uh, Ice Cube Big Three has just—it's just going to become more popular now. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, I'm still still partial to uh, See, water that, polo. I think that's better. If you're there watching it three on three, I think it's better than like live than like on TV. Yeah, it sucks on TV. Yeah. Also, uh, Mike Gorman calling water polo in the Olympics. Interesting. Great thing. 
Yeah. I remember that got last Olympics. I was yeah. like, yeah, oh, it's Gorman. Yeah. Gorman narrating anything is pretty great. It's great. It's great stuff. In case you missed it, I want to know your feeling on this real quick. Taco Fall working out with, uh, Joel Embiid out in Africa during the, uh, Basketballs Without Borders. Out in Africa? Program. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so run to Africa real quick. He also was working out and met Dikembe Mutombo. Mm. Well, I don't think that, uh. The reason why I bring this up is, is because, uh, Celtics fans on, especially on Twitter, mm. are convinced that Taco Fall is going to get that 15 spot for the Celtics. No. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Let them develop in Maine. You got them. Like, you'll be all right, man. Yeah. You'll be all right. There's no reason to put them at the bench. Yeah. There's no reason. But Sean, he's 7-7. Seven, seven. I know he's 7-7. Seven, seven. There's just no reason. It just, just put him in Maine, man. Like, I cool. If he plays well in Maine, then fucking bring him down. But just start him in Maine. You don't need to give him the 15th spot. Seven seven, great. What he's just like the benches aren't that big either. All right, Yo, so the, you're gonna put a <laughs> seven seven dude on the end of your bench. Yeah, Yo, the obsession. I've never seen any any player that hasn't really proven anything yet. This obsession that fans have over one player. Well, then 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 Taco Fall. He's seven seven, bro. But he's seven seven. I get that. I understand. His name's that. Taco. Yeah, yeah. Great Sam, name, great name. Sam I'm not, I'm not, that's not, that's not what I'm disputing here. Now, if we were talking about Bobo, be a different story. I mean, if he played like his dad, then that's a different story too, mm-hmm. but. Bobo. Again, minute exception to the rule as, uh, being that tall and great at basketball. I mean, he wasn't great. He was a serviceable guy that lasted like, what, three, four years in the league? Who, Minute? Yeah. I thought it was longer than that. I feel like he had a short, like, I feel like he played, but then he was like, like, like three like years he, like, of him like, playing a lot, and then he would just be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I'm just seven seven. He was like shooting threes even before like big men were shooting threes. Oh yeah. So either way, well, well, that's it. That's all I got for this edition of. In case you missed it, yeah, you know, make sure you go to CausewayStreet.com for all your Celtics rumors, news, and opinions, and obviously follow us on all social media accounts at Causeway Street. At some point, we'll, send in your mailbag questions. We'll we'll, we'll Throw that out there again, and you know we we appreciate a better response. Just, just yeah. We, we, if you, we like, pre- if you want, if you want the episode to actually work, we're gonna need the questions to answer. We're gonna need those damn questions. Do your part, listeners. NBA, Celtics, whatever's going on. Shit, Tom Brady getting his fuck yeah two year extension, so he's really gonna play until he's forty five. How bad the new Chance album is. Happy birthday to to to, to TB by the way, forty two years old. Mm-hmm. So he, he's keeping his promise. He's gonna play till forty five. You damn know, right. The Chance album. The Drake, Sucked. the Drake, you know, collection of, uh, songs Dumb. over the years was released as well. Anything, anything, just, you know, we'll, but again, we'll throw it out there. Give us your response. Damn right. All right. All right. Until next time. Peace. Later.